0: all right we are back we are back
1: and as always we are brought to you by always living head to alwaysliving.com grab yourself a very high quality snapback like the one i have on right now like the many you've seen me wearing grab a snapback grab a dad hat grab a beanie get a tank top t-shirt do it now get on there alwaysliving.com use promo code vgm for 25 percent off That's VGM for 25% off. 25% off, that's crazy. If you haven't done it yet, get on there and get it and you'll be styling cool hats like me and Mike all the time. We are also brought to you by Stitched and will always be brought to you by Stitched. Go ahead and follow them. On Instagram at Stitch Life. Head over to their website, stitchlifestyle.com. And if you don't know how to use a cell phone, don't know how to get off your ass and head down to the store, you can send them an email from your computer, shop at stitchlifestyle.com. But I recommend heading down to the store. Uh, I was down there yesterday picking up a suit, the day before, getting fitted for it. And uh, you know what? It's the best one yet. I'm excited to break it out at Buddy's wedding next weekend and exciting. Excited to just go to Buddy and Emily's wedding. It's gonna be a good time. But uh follow them on Instagram at Stitch Life. We are very excited to be back recording another episode and there's a lot to catch up on real quick. Uh we have a guest today, which we will get to very shortly, but we are going to go through our little recap of the last uh two weeks probably. We put one out last Monday, so it's been um a little over a week and a lot has gone on. Hockey season started. Overall the nights are two and two. Um, Honestly, the first two games against the Sharks were the greatest way we could start a season. I'll take two and two right now. Um, We came out hot at home. We were at that game. We were up in the Hyde Lounge. It was awesome up there. We got treated like royalty, even though um, we are far from it. It was sweet. I wish we could have had more people up there, but the energy in uh, T-Mobile was absolutely insane. From the second we walked in there, and we were in there probably like 30 minutes before uh, the puck dropped, um, everybody wanted to kill the Sharks. There was... um, in all the toilets and all the urinals i can only imagine um it's probably tougher in the, in the women's but in the men's room there was little blue gummy sharks and all the the urinals and it was awesome and uh the coolest part about it was we got to take uh our old man who you guys have all heard from um it was his first nhl game which was awesome and honestly like um, i don't know if we'll ever be able to top that unless we get a playoff game um down by the ice it was it was a really cool experience to be able to share that with him um and, and joey and a couple of our, other our buddies uh, it was sweet and obviously uh wins against the sharks are huge they were missing a, a couple key guys but who gives a shit right we got two two wins off the start and that's good but then we uh so we started off at home then they went to san jose they beat them there um they had carlson the sharks had carlson back when they were there but uh we still got them um uh, which was great start off 2-0 and then we come back probably uh A little down off a little emotional high from from going 2-0 on the Sharks. The Bruins came into town, and and they beat us. And then we uh, took a quick road trip to uh, Arizona, and the Coyotes got us. So far, our points leader is Mark Stone. He's worth every dollar. He has six points so far on two goals and four assists. Uh, He's also uh, an assist leader. He's tied with Carlson, which is awesome. He's off to a good start. We need to get some more pucks in the back of the net, though. Uh, Riley Smith has three goals. Uh, through four games that's not bad I mean we got to get a couple more guys rolling and there's a ton of games left so um, I'm excited for for the season it looks good to start I mean all the guys are playing well and the energy was good if they can keep uh, keep that pace up and and fly around the ice and fuck people up like they did the Sharks it's gonna be awesome we just got to see what's up with Nate Schmidt he took a pretty nasty uh, knee to knee on opening night um, and he wobbled off the ice pretty bad but uh, we could we could use him but um someone's gonna step up fill in everyone's everyone knows their job those guys on the bench are gonna step in and and do just fine uh we got to get down to a game soon uh in net uh flurry started in all four of them he's got uh eight goals against suban got in there last night and got 20 minutes gave up two goals uh we only scored one so it didn't really matter we were gonna lose either way uh we got to find the back of the net mike um is going to be lights out all year. We just got to keep him healthy. And as long as we stay healthy and, and play with the good energy, I'm feeling good about it. And uh, obviously, nothing's changed here in Vegas. Everybody's still rolling around with Vegas Golden Knights license plate stickers all over their cars. Um, the energy down on the strip that night was just insane. Um, nobody's hesitating to buy a $14 beer. Everyone's got drinks. Everyone's partying. The night line runs through. Um, big stage. Everything down there, you know, is just over the top, which is awesome. Um, hopefully we can stay, stay hot the whole season, at least get get into first place and, uh, roll into the season early hot and just let everyone know we're not fucking around and just keep, keep our spot up at the top. I'm I'm excited about it. Hopefully we get to, uh, head down to more games. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll have the, uh, opportunity to get down there. We'll, we'll pick the good games that we want to go do, have fun. And, And even if we're not going to games, we'll head down to, uh, down to park or the park down there and hit, hit different bars up. It's a good spot and it stays slammed down there even during games. It's awesome. So uh, excited about the season starting. Uh, it's going to keep rolling, moving on. Obviously, right now, the big thing in sports and, and our big focus in the house has been the MLB, MLB playoffs. The first round is over, and the second, nah, oh fuck. yeah right our main focus in the house the last Week and a half, whatever it's been, has been the first round of the MLB playoffs, and now that has concluded. The second round begins tonight with the Nats and the Cards, and I got to be honest with you, I was wrong about that. I thought the Dodgers were going to win it'd be Dodgers-Cardinals, uh, but let's recap that first round real quick. Wild card, the Rays beat the A's. I told you that was going to happen. The A's are trash. They choke every year. I mean, I'm surprised they even made it to the wild card game, but for all you A's fans back at home, I told you I don't want to hear about it. Um... The Nationals beat the Brewers. Tough for the Brewers. They don't have Yelich. I mean, you take your biggest bat out of the lineup. Who, who knows what he would have done in that game? Uh moving on to the division series. Houston won three to two. Uh the Nats won three to two. Um we should probably touch on that Houston game la- just last night. Uh you give the ball to Garrett Cole in game five. He's lights out. Um everything looks the same coming out of his hand. Uh, it's electric. It's just it's ridiculous how good all those guys are in that um that rotation. Uh Houston won that series, so we'll get to their next uh opponent as we go. The Nationals won three to two. Um that series is huge because I mean I picked the the Dodgers to win, sorry. Um to my Nationals boys, but I thought they were gonna pull out on top, but that game, uh game five, they have a three one lead. You bring in Kershaw out of the pen, he gives up back to back jacks. And I I've said this all along. I think I put out a tweet like, a couple months, maybe, like, a month ago, a month and a half ago, that said uh, put those starters, like, especially in the Dodgers, put them in the bullpen every other, like, start. Skip that start. I said it. Like, get them used to going to that bullpen. And and the home runs weren't, like, it wasn't like he made big mistakes and was hanging pitches. One of them was, like, super down. Um, and, and the guy made a good swing on it and hit one out. Like, sorry about it. But uh, I said, like, as soon as Kershaw goes in that bullpen, it's an automatic boost for – Everybody in that nationals dugout and it's not like, Oh, this guy sucks, but it's everybody knows what his postseason track record is. And when he gets up there, it's like, okay, here we go. Like, they're going to bring him in. They're panicking. Like, they're going to go to this guy. Like, why don't you go to your bullpen? Go to the guys that have been out there for 162 games. That have been doing it. That, that's their job is to come in when the starter comes out. Walker pitched his ass off that night, and the, the, that's the shittiest thing about the whole thing. Like I don't care that the Dodgers lost. I'm like, like kind of I'm happy that the Nationals won, and like Fetty was down on the like in the dugout, and he's a part of it the whole time, not on the roster, but still super cool that he he gets the experience that um, Walker pitched so good, and like he comes out, and all signs were. Dodgers are going to win. Walker's going to get that W. We're going to move on to the next series. Then two home runs later, then grand slam later. What was, and dude, there's so much stuff that happened. Just like absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's the playoffs. I mean, you can't, you can't write it up like that. And And I've had a couple of conversations, obviously like baseball is the main thing that I talk about. Um, with anybody i'm sure that kind of gets gets annoying with some people but people are shitting on kershaw and and like yeah of course like i'd be quick to make a joke that he blew it but it's not his fault like, I, and i don't know who you are to blame but there's a lot of guys throughout that a five-game series that didn't do shit like bellinger didn't do shit Pollock didn't do shit and and i can't like i don't, no, no offense to them but um like you got to produce in that situation like bellinger you're an mvp candidate and that's that's what happens in the playoffs, and you end up losing, and and it ends gets put on one guy, and it's it's shitty. But I don't he, I don't think he should have been put in that situation. I don't know if Dave Robert, <clears throat> excuse me, Dave Roberts is the one that that makes that call, or if there's a phone ringing in the dugout that says, "Hey, like you got to go to Kershaw, we got to get we got to get Walker out of there, and you got to go to Kershaw." So I don't know what's happening there, but um, be interesting to see what happens in LA if they get rid of Roberts, they get rid of anybody on that coaching staff because. Uh, clearly there's a roadblock there there's something like they get to the postseason and they just can't can't keep going um they can't can't win the whole thing um and really shout out to walker that that was so impressive he pitched his ass off and it's so cool like he stays he stays so calm the entire time he's throwing which is I i can only imagine how tough that that's got to be but um the yeah the nats walk away with that series and they're going to be uh like i said they're playing the cardinals tonight. It's the yankees dominated um the twins 3-0 so that was that was easy the cards uh the game five against the Braves was just I don't think anybody expected that we will, we were watching it here and it was like just rapid fire like hit 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 hit, hit hitting before I mean before you know it, the first inning's over and it's 10 to nothing and then it's like in a game five you're emotionally like charged up before that game you're ready to go you want to compete you want to move to the next round you're going to roll and then you get down like down by 10 what are you going to do like no matter what level you're at that's demoralizing and As much as, I mean, they continue to compete, like, I don't, I don't know, um how how you can manage to do that but i mean they're big leaguers they know what they're doing uh, final score is 13 to 1 in a game five get eliminated and that's that's the last game of the year that's just like such a shitty feeling when you're walking off um like i said the yankees dominated the twins you could tell it just wasn't the same uh, they weren't even in the same category it, w- it was easy work um so the championship series like i said the nats and the cardinals begin tonight tomorrow the yankees and the astros um i picked the twins to beat the yankees and i just because I hate the Yankees but um for the twins Garver had a great year and that was cool it was just cool to follow him all year and I'm glad the team did well um, I'm excited to see how he how much better he gets going forward and and if the twins continue to improve and, and move on and and hopefully next year they can sweep the Yankees or hopefully hopefully next year have someone in the playoffs that I'm like passionate like hopefully the Red Sox do something a little bit better it'll also be interesting to see what they do but um coming up obviously the playoffs aren't going anywhere we got two series that are starting um tonight we're gonna have some some baseball guests coming on next week on Monday Brian is gonna come on a uh, very good friend he's played a ton of baseball won a national championship we're gonna talk about the playoffs um and then he's gonna come in hot with whatever he's got on college football and whatever else he's super opinionated so that's gonna be fun and then uh we're gonna get Loney on we had at dinner last night we were talking about we're gonna get him on hopefully uh late next week or early the following week but um we have plenty of time with the playoffs it's not like <laughs> it's going to disappear and these guys are going anywhere so um we're excited about baseball in general just because of the playoffs but obviously all these guys that are not in the playoffs any longer are coming back to vegas so <clears throat> excuse me coming back to vegas and we're gonna get with them we have a lot of cool shit in the works that's why uh We've been a little slow putting out episodes right now. Been uh, a lot of meetings with people trying to figure out some some cool things to do throughout Las Vegas to spotlight uh, some some individual athletes as well as some programs um, around the city get get a little attention, get some spotlights on some people. So we're excited about that, and we'll give you more details on that as we get rolling. Um, Just real quick, I mean, I know it was two weekends ago, or it was last weekend, but the Shriners uh, was the first professional golf tournament that. I've been able to go to, which was super cool. And that was another thing that we were able to take our dad to. Um, and I know he's been to tournaments before, but uh, nothing with us. So that was cool to check that out. And we were out there on Thursday. Uh, everyone kind of rolled on Thursday. It was playing. Uh, it seemed super easy. The, the weather was perfect all weekend, which was great. And uh, we got to follow some cool people around. We followed Kevin Na around a little bit, Phil Mickelson. Um, we followed obviously Kepka around just because he's the man. Um, and, Uh, who else were we following? Gary Woodland was with Kepka, so that was cool. And then we found a good spot, um, in between a couple holes, so they were rolling around and, uh, just kind of posted up. We're at a tee, and we were right there when, um, everyone was teeing off right on the ropes. It was awesome, and it was, it was crazy, like, how little feel people have even at a golf tournament on a golf course like we're walking and this guy's on the phone he's like hey what's up I'm out at the golf tournament how are you what are you doing and then like clearly like it was like his granddaughter a little kid or something got on and uh he's like yeah. Hey, sweetie. How are you? Right next standing right next to the green and people are staring at him like no one's saying anything because they're just looking at him like is this motherfucker serious? And like we even even people like on the car path walking. We're just staring at him. It's just like right by the tee. We're standing Mickelson and his group are going. And uh, even before the first guy teed off in the group, somebody takes a picture like literally standing right next to uh, Mickelson and right next to uh, me. And it like clicks when he takes the picture and Phil turns around immediately like not being a dick. He's like, hey, man, can you put it on silent? like silent so it doesn't make any noises like kind of like hey dumbass we're playing golf like what what are you thinking like why is your phone even on loud or anything after you get out of the car isn't that like the first thing you want to do when you get on a golf course Like, have a little bit of feel but um so like 30 seconds later first guy's already teed off the second guy goes up addresses his ball um i can't remember who it was it might have even been nah and he uh like somebody else takes a picture and it makes a noise and the the guy steps back from the ball and all three players and all three caddies they just turn like silent like and everyone was just staring at this guy and he like he looked like he was about to cry grown-ass man is standing there and Phil Mickelson and two other pro guys and their caddies just screamed at him in front of hundreds of people and it was just like hey dumbass like you didn't hear him the first time when he said put it on silent and that's like I was paranoid. Like as soon as we got off the shuttle, because there were, you couldn't park over there. We got off the shuttle. I mean, you know, you went like, turn my phone off. I'm like, okay, I turned it all the way down. Like flipped it down. Like I should have just turned it off. But um, it was just like, I, I can't believe that people go to a golf tournament like don't and don't consider that shit. Uh, but it was funny because um, I mean, Kevin not finished that like 900 under. He fit, he won 1.26 million. Hopefully, went straight to the casino. Put it on on black Uh, but a couple guys that we saw was uh, it was different than seeing them um, on TV and then obviously like there's been a little time off so some guys haven't played but DeChambeau was out there we saw him on the range and he was looking super swole so he's probably pissed that people are shitting on him for for playing slow um, and is going to threaten people if they if they come at him but um, he was looking big we didn't get to watch him play at all but he finished uh, tied for fourth um, probably made a little, a couple hundred thousand there Was a nice little chunk. And, uh, Finau was the other like top guy that finished up there in the top 10. He finished ninth, um, got a little over a hundred grand there. And then like Phil dropped down to 61. He started out hot on that first day. Like everyone started out really good. Like I said, like the conditions were perfect. That course is just beautiful. Um, but lucky enough to play it. And it was just like, it seemed like it was whole, totally different just because everything was out there, um, set up for TV, but it, it was, it was awesome how, um, the access that they gave the patrons, including myself at the tournament, um, you got to get right up to the green. You, you were right in the action and, and right next to the guys walking right next to them was super cool. But, uh, it was in- interesting to see on Friday how guys fell off and you don't blame them like, like, oh yeah, let me get in that Vegas tournament. I'll play for two days, miss the cut. And then I'll just party. I mean, especially a guy like Kepka, like he's the number one in the world. He's got a shit ton of money. Just flies out two days making an appearance. Like, his brother was in the tournament, and he actually played pretty well um, the first couple days. Maybe he got caught up with his brother partying, but um, they, he didn't even make the cut. Uh, his brother did, uh, which was cool uh, just to watch him. We got to see him just for a quick second on the range. Um, but as it went on, these I mean, these guys, like, I think not finished at 26 on but these other guys are, like, 24, 23, 22, 21. I can't imagine. Like, ridiculous. It's I'm, like... Way closer to being at 21 over than anywhere near 21 under. Um, But golf is—I'm going to call it back. Uh, We're—it's getting cold out here, or cold—it's getting less um, less warm out here. So we need to—we need to start hitting the course a little more. and we will do that work on our games and get ready for uh, what's coming up next in golf. And then just while we were away uh, in the UFC, just touch on it real quick. Uh, Stylebender, Israel Adesanya beat uh, Robert Whitaker in Australia, uh, which was cool. It was cool to watch. Um, I didn't really follow along the fights earlier in the night just because that was the only one I really cared about. And they were there showing all the celebs are in Australia in Marvel Stadium. Thor was there. Uh, shout out there um that'd be intimidating honestly I like, think about like you hear like heard Shab talk about it about how like famous people were in the front row during the, his fight and you're like oh shit I don't want to let these guys down like I don't want to embarrass myself in front of a superhero but uh he took care of Robert Whitaker and and immediately the shit started to come up about him fighting John Jones and people are asking him and it's like John, him and John Jones going back and forth it's like shut the fuck up like, I'm sorry but He's not there yet. And I don't, I don't even know that much about it. But I me, mean, he's 18 and 0, or, or I, th- I believe that's what he is after this fight. But um, he's far from John Jones' level or even getting to that fight. Like, they're not even in the same weight class. Like, John Jones will be up a heavyweight. Like, soon you'd think he'd move up and just want to like dominate that. Um, and I mean, maybe he's scared. And he's just going to try and run away from him. But if that, if Stylebender could pack on like 20, 30 pounds, whatever it is, or somehow they work out a fight that would be sick but um he's still got they've already said like he's got at least two more fights before that's even considered so um hopefully he just takes care of business and all those and then we're getting closer and closer to the Nate Diaz fight in New York uh with Jorge Masvidal which is awesome uh we can't wait for that I've, I haven't been that excited about a fight in um, a long time and continuing on the fighting trend tonight this is a uh, first time experience for me I'm going to WWE e friday night smackdown at team t mobile arena uh it's gonna be interesting I was a big like wrestling was sick as a kid and uh like before you before i realized it was fake maybe i don't know when i did realize it but even now it's like it's crazy how passionate people are about it we have a couple buddies that are coming in town for a birthday they want to go do that um, it starts at 4 45 Uh, So we're going to have to run out of here pretty quick after recording this. Might have to get this out tomorrow, but I'm really excited to go to that. It's going to be a good time regardless. Going to take a bunch of pictures. Maybe we'll see Tom check out there, but uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be, I mean, a unique experience for sure. Something that that I've never done before, and um, we're looking forward to that. Going to have a blast. Okay, so our guest is in the house. Chyna Green is an Emmy Award-winning journalist, and she's the evening news anchor at KEZI nine news in eugene oregon uh so she was flown in first class by us obviously to do this podcast that's uh yeah no uh china thanks for coming
0: of course thank you for having me uh
1: so you're here for your 10-year reunion
0: (laughs) do you have to put that out there and date me yeah yeah uh Mm -hmm. i i am i uh i actually had a a day off because i work all holidays (laughs) and so i had a day off and my boss was like you got to take it off and then i was like well I guess I'll go home from a 10 year wasn't really planning on it, but here I am. So
1: are you excited about that?
0: I mean, I'm excited. I mean, it's, it's hard now because you know what everybody's doing with Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, so true. it's not like I'm going to be like, Hey, what have you been doing the past 10 years? Yeah. Cause I know um but no I'm, I'm excited to see them I'm excited to go to the game I cheered in high school so I'm excited to, to go to the homecoming game and just kind of see like how things are and... are you
1: gonna cheer no come absolutely on, not. get your ass out there and cheer. no
0: but the homecoming game for UNLV next month I think I might do the alumni game for the first uh, time yeah. that we'll might see. be the
1: only game I go to then just... no one knows for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you'll be there you everybody loves that that's that's always like surprising to me at those football games how many girls come back and And cheer at those, and that. would be fun. But you, they literally like are exactly the same. It's like the dances. You guys remember that shit like it's crazy.
0: I mean, we did it 170,000 times. You could
1: probably break every single one of those cheers out right now, huh?
0: Mm, Maybe.
1: Pick a song, Mike. Throw it on. (laughs) Let's go. Let's see what we got. (laughs) Um, I honestly like when you said tenure. I was like, oh shit, I'm I'm at mine too. And um, don't invite me anybody from Lodi because I'm not coming. No no offense. Yeah. Um, super small. Uh. Like you said, I know like what everybody's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, from high school, I don't know how many people, it's like my high school had like 2,500 kids. So our graduating class was like a couple hundred kids and the town really wasn't that big. There's only two high schools. So it's like you knew everybody in your class and, mm-hmm. and it being 10 years down the road, there's very few, ki- not kids anymore, guys from high school that I I still talk to, a couple couple girls um, that we were all close with, uh, but on Instagram, Twitter, it's like, I know what they're doing every day. Yeah. I know what they're doing at work. It's like, you don't even have to ask, like, what's going on at work, which is kind of weird. And, and honestly, like, I don't, I've, I've made it known I don't really like going back to Lodi that much. So, um, Lodi. okay. I like them coming here. Like, it's it's way more fun to come here. Oh, well, yeah. Vegas like is probably way more fun. Yeah. Than. And people come here all the time, too, which is, which is great. And then you got to, like, convince the, because most of my friends, like, I'm not a, I don't go down to the strip. I don't know about you. Are you no. a party animal? Come on. Uh, the but, Yeah, right. Uh, I never went down there in school because I couldn't afford it. But then like when my friends come out like, what are we going to do? Like, I don't want to go to, you a have club. to do the
0: Vegas thing. You have to just appease may, them. Maybe I
1: mean, once, but like my friends don't want to do it either. We're, like go play golf and like go sit by a pool and drink beer and like watch football, baseball, whatever's on. It's like also none of us have money to gamble. So it's like yeah. same thing. But um, maybe at some point we'll be able to party harder. Um, so <laughs> 10 year <laughs> reunion, knocking that off. But you're obviously um, just we don't. Really, I don't even know if really we ever we've met in person. This might be the first time.
0: I think it is. I think
1: it is for sure. I was, which is weird. Yeah, there was. <laughs> it is kind of funny. Uh, Joey asked me like I told him that you were coming on, and, and he asked me like how that happened, and I just said like whenever you were here last time. Um, but then Mike asked. How i knew you and i was like honestly like i don't, <laughs> I don't really know where I, when i was in arizona i remember i sent you a message on twitter i was like hey let's hang out when we get back like <laughs> thinking i was hot shit. You're like yeah sure whatever like <laughs> and then i didn't hit you up when i came back and you moved away whatever but wait r- were
0: you not at unlv when i was
1: i don't th- i don't when did you graduate 14. uh yeah i was there but i didn't really like uh alex was the only cheerleader that i knew at the time okay because we i mean we hung out with I mean, we had we were friends with rebel girls more than cheerleaders, which is kind of weird because you guys were very separate. We,
0: yeah, we were. Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, but that was that's that's something that I I, I want to get into the cheerleading. Um, I guess we could just start with that. Um, did you cheer all four years?
0: No, I cheered three.
1: So not your last year. Not, or not my fourth? last year. Okay, why not? Uh,
0: I fell uh, really bad, um, got a concussion, did the whole thing, and then it was just kind of like. Uh, I probably shouldn't What's do this. What's the concussion
1: protocol for cheerleading? <laughs>
0: uh, it was it was horrifying, but no, I just remember going to the hospital and had a, a, a brace around my neck and Yeah, at
1: that point, yeah, yeah, rocking the brace around the neck is probably time. <sighs> yeah, though.
0: it was it was tough cuz I I <laughs> despite what everybody thinks about cheerleaders, like I was not flexible at all and but I was really tiny. So, um uh, my last year or my last yeah, my last year, they made me a flyer, which scared yeah. me to death.
1: So that's how you got hurt.
0: Well, yeah, they made me do something that I was kind of like, I don't think I can do this, but I tried it, um, and then I fell on my head and got dropped, and it was it was awful. Yeah. And then uh, and then which was fine, not getting dropped, but not cheering my senior year because I started to get into to working and doing stuff and becoming an adult. And
1: okay, it. perfect. Because I th- I, I, the, I just thought automatically like four year cheerleader, and then after school it's like okay, what do, what do I do? Because I mean I don't I don't know what happens after like to most college cheerleaders, but yeah. the ones I do know, it's just like. You go, you go get a job. And so you didn't do it your senior year, so you had the opportunity to start figuring out, I imagine figuring out like what path you were gonna go yes. down. Y-
0: yeah, uh, so much stuff happened after college. So, in during college. So uh, originally I majored in hotel, like 95% of the people in Vegas. That, that's yeah. what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I found out very quickly that's not what I wanted to do. I, work at the, I worked at the Palms, and I did VIP services there, and then I did I was a casino host, and then I opened up SLS as an assistant hotel manager at 21 years old. Don't know why they allowed me to do that. Um, but I learned very quickly that hotel management, for me, I mean, people love it, and that's their thing. But for me, I just learned it was working 18-hour days and just taking rich people's complaints. And I was like, yo, <laughs> this is not what I want to do with my life.
1: That's definitely like a – it takes a different breed of person um, – like my mike knows my dad too he ju- he just met him he's event event management and all he does is listen to people complain Yeah, and it's like it's draining i don't know how you do it and he's been doing it for 30 years he's like well i used to be able to just let it let it fly but yes. now i'm ready to like rip someone's head off and i can't even imagine like like you said rich people with money <sighs>
0: Yeah, it, it was tough. I had to bite my tongue a lot. And I just, um, and then the, the hotel, I mean, as you know, SLS did not do good. And so after I was there for a few months, they let go probably like 30% of the company. I was the newest and youngest. So obviously I got cut. So I was like, all right, maybe it's time that I start using my broadcasting degree. Because um, I graduated within that time. And so I did. Um, and it just kind of took off from there.
1: Okay, so in that, did you do like Rebel Report and stuff like that? Like anything in school?
0: I did Studio G. So that was a class where um, every day it was live. It was, yeah, it wasn't like an after-school thing or anything crazy. It was just, it was literally a class. And so you learned how to produce and how to anchor, how to report, how to do the weather and all that stuff.
1: Did they have a sports segment on that? Like sometimes athletes Uh, come on that?
0: I I don't think we had athletes on it. I think we had like sports reporters that kind of go out there and cover sports. Yeah, because
1: I remember I went in something... Like now, now I'm thinking something in Greenspun. It was actually like a new studio and I like sat up there like I was on the Tonight Show with some guy and he was interviewing me. Ba- that baseball. might have been something else. Yeah. I don't know what that was. It was weird. But um, so you, you, okay, you knew, I didn't know the, the broadcasting thing in school, which is cool. Uh, was it like once you figured out you were going to leave the hotel shit, which like, like you clearly like probably figured that out pretty quick. That wasn't for you. Yeah. It was like, okay, I want to be a big time journalist.
0: Um, pretty much. I mean, it wasn't like I want to be a big time journalist. It was just like I kind of enjoy this and I want to do I want to do it. And I I honestly I reporting is something that I mean, you have to do in this business. It's not my favorite thing to do. Um, You kind of just have to eat crow and, and do it in this business. But I was looking at anchors and watching anchors and studying them and I was like that's what I want to do and you, you have to report to get there mm-hmm. and so I had to do that for a few years until I got to okay anchoring. so take
1: take me through um yeah I mean you're obviously anchoring now but uh you were just you were a reporter when you won the Emmy right yeah, I was okay so take me through like you when you from you left Vegas to your first reporting job
0: oh wow um so my path was very difficult. So my first job, I was a reporter in Chico, California, Whole oh, beautiful
1: yeah. country in Chico. <laughs> See, that's like up by me. That's where I live, so just much south of there. So
0: Ooh. I know why you go back all the time. Yeah, right. It's glorious. So I went there. It was my first time being away from home. So being born and raised in Vegas, getting out of if Vegas. you didn't
1: quit after going to Chico, you knew I you did. were ind- Oh, shit. I okay. did it first. <laughs> okay. I
0: did. So long that's story short, I was in a super serious relationship that I thought at the time. And then my stepmom also got breast cancer and she had to go through like chemo and stuff. My dad um, kind of need to help in that. So it was like, all right, I've been here for a few months. I hate it. <laughs> and, um, my stepmom's sick and I feel like I should move back for this relationship. So I did, um, fast forward a year later, she gets her, her double mastectomy she's better. And then, my boyfriend at the time dumps me.
1: Do we name drop him and just shit on him? <laughs> Let's do it.
0: No, no. He's he's doing good now. Um and so? I'm happy Gives for him. He's on. actually he's actually um <laughs> he's care. married to, to to rubber girl and they're expecting. Oh, cool. I saw that on Instagram so I'm excited for him. Sweet. No, I never want anything bad for them. No. It, we were kids, but um very excited for him. So so I honestly a lot of things I kind of have to owe to him because I remember I was being, I was in the LVAC parking lot, hysterically crying. Um, my stepmom just had the surgery and we break up. I, I was cocktailing at the time at a place I don't even talk about. It was like, I, I, it was rock bottom for me, rock bottom. I remember sitting in the gym and my aunt calls me, she lives in Tennessee and she's like, we need to get your life back on track. You have a high school or a college degree. Um, you need to get back in reporting or do something, but let's figure out your life. But cocktailing and like it's not like we need to figure it out. So she uh, was like, come to Tennessee for a few weeks. Just come to Tennessee for a few weeks. You've been working since you've been 16. Like, I gave him worked when I cheered. You've been working for six since you were 16. Just just take a, a few weeks off. Like, let's regroup. Let's figure it out. So I was like, all right. So I packed a huge suitcase and I went to Tennessee. And then after two weeks, I was like, I can't not do anything. Yeah. I was going crazy. I just had that mentality. Like I can't be like a housewife or just not do anything. Mm. So my uncle owes him business out there and he, uh, he, I, I went to work for him. Long story short, working on, uh, working with him, uh, I met this woman who her grandson is a producer at a station. We had lunch two weeks later. I had a job there. And then a year after that, I won that Emmy. So it was just honestly sitting in that parking lot, it, you know, hysterically crying over this guy that I thought I was going to be, yeah. you know, with forever. My my stepmom going through all of that, and I was in rock bottom. And then just everything just kind of went uphill from there.
1: Yeah, I mean, and most most of the time, like when stuff work, like works out good for people, it's because like it's right after something shitty happens. it yes. Seems like, and 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 honestly, like I've had, and I'm sure my kids had the same thing, like breakups. That you're like, holy shit like it's everything just becomes like way more clear and maybe yes. like a year later you look back and like, damn, that was the best thing that happened. It was and,
0: the best thing that right. happened to me for yeah. sure. Because if it wasn't for the, the situation with my stepmom or, or getting dumped by that guy, I would have never moved to Tennessee, especially yeah. after being the Chico. Like I had never wanted to move away from Vegas. I thought I was going to live in Vegas for the rest of my life. Um, but getting, getting, you know, the, the opportunity to, to go across the country and work on myself because of being on rock bottom. I mean, it, it changed my life. And so, yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. So you said, uh, the, when I talked to you a couple weeks ago, you said like you didn't see yourself coming back here, but you saw yourself staying here before you left. Was it going somewhere else that was like, oh shit, like maybe everywhere else is cooler than Vegas or it was just like, you want to keep going p- different places.
0: Well, when I went to Tennessee, I mean, it's a whole different world out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, people are like, uh, people are nice, uh, nice. People are it's super crazy. nice. It's crazy. And the mentality out there is just like completely different and people I mean, it's just a completely different world. And, and for here, like the hierarchy here is the people at the top of the chain are the people who may or may not have college degrees, but they're working at Hakkasan and Omnia and they're making 200 grand a year. Mm-hmm. That's like, you know, the, the top. And in Tennessee, it's, you know, CEOs and people yeah. that have been, bus- you know, businesses that they they have you know, created from the ground up and it's a different mentality out there. And, and here people have apartments, but they have a $90,000 car. Yeah. But in Tennessee, <laughs> yeah. they have, you know, huge houses and a little dinger car. And it's just a completely different, completely different world. And, and I loved it out there. But then after doing that and moving to uh, Eugene, where I live now, um, believe it or not, Vegas is a pretty small market or a, a medium sized market for TV. So Vegas, I think is 58, maybe. And I would yeah. like to go to a top 10, top 20 within the next 10 okay. months.
1: So it's just it's just based on like not coming back is based on just the market, like your, your career. That's not like you don't want to raise a family here or anything like it,
0: that. It has nothing to do with the family, but I don't know if this is stupid or, or crazy, but Vegas is very nostalgic for me in a bad way. So every time I come here, I come back home, I feel like I haven't accomplished anything in the yeah. past three years and i'm still that girl yeah. who just got dumped and had to move back home with her mom for sure yeah. so th- when i drive these streets that i've been driving since i was you know in high school or, and where i was born and raised here but it just reminds me of the person i was when i hit rock bottom and i don't like it you
1: just got to move somewhere that wasn't here three years exactly because <laughs> everything's brand new it's fucking crazy yeah sorry but like it's insane. everywhere you drive there's construction you go to inspirata and it's like you're somewhere
0: else yeah yeah I've, i have yet to be there so
1: um Okay, so uh, there was something in there that I okay. So the ten, you moved to Tennessee. So we're talking about uh, like people are being nice there. Have you ever been there? No, but so we. I, the only time I've been there was we were there for four days. We flew in. We played te- at Tennessee, and um, I remember like there wasn't a building like taller than Carl's Jr. Like everything was one story. Like where we were, at, or taller than the hotel. But UT. It was, like, yeah okay so we were just where we were at like we didn't stay by campus we were just like in a random area there's a waffle house in the parking lot of the hotel and i just remember i know exactly
0: that's right next door to my station oh really yes okay so we
1: just like the uber wasn't a thing so it was like we just had to walk everywhere and it was like there was some stuff within um so we just walked around and obviously uh being like the poor college athletes that we were we were every single one of us was wearing nothing but unlv shit Mm -hmm. and like here if somebody's walking down the street like wearing another college like no one's gonna say anything to mm-hmm. them like maybe someone will if it's ohio state like yell some bullshit out but um there they were like hey good luck boys like yeah. you guys, how, how was the trip from vegas they're like yes. stopping us in the grocery store like they're like hey can we buy you some snacks to load up the hotel room and we want to say yeah but like oh, yeah it's super illegal we can't and then everyone's being so nice and we're just looking at each other like holy shit like
0: welcome to the south have
1: you ever dealt with this it was it was insane and even um we had games and they were like they had out in left field. Did you go to any baseball games? Uh, I went to one. Okay. Like out in left field, they had like the, the barbecue deck where yeah. you could like rent out those suites. So um, we had a left fielder shout out to John. Um, he dropped a fly ball and they were shitting on him so bad, like screaming at him. They they got on his Instagram. They got on his Twitter and they're just bringing everything up and just riding them after the game ends. And they come over by the dugout and they're like, John, where are you, John? And they're like, give us your number. We'll pick you up. We'll take you to dinner. Like, they were just like, we're just trying to have fun. I'm like, holy shit. In Vegas, people would be like motherfucking in the parking lot mm-hmm, the whole way out. And then mm-hmm. these guys are like, oh, we're just trying to have a good time. And it was like. You
0: want to come over? Oh, we'll make shit. you a pie. Yeah.
1: It's just like, that's so weird. And I'm not saying like, I've ne- I have mean, I've dealt with some rude people here, um, but I've never felt like even when we went to like, we went to Clemson and played there, um, it's just a totally different vibe. Yes. Literally, everybody's friendly, and
0: I love it. Yeah,
1: even even though I mean, I'm sure college football is a little bit different, and you can um, probably vouch for this a little bit because you were right, in, like down on the field in those games. Like mm-hmm. the UNOV games aren't competitive, so it's <laughs> no. not cool. It's just like just like going to a game to watch a game. But um, I imagine it's hostile there, and it's not like hey, let's shake hands after. It's more like more hate. But I mean, it, it
0: depends who they're playing yeah. at, at Nealand Stadium. The Vols right now are struggling a little bit, so I think they're nice to everyone. But you
1: kind of have to be, uh,
0: You kind of you have to you know swallow your pride and just be nice. But no, uh, sports there is is crazy, and it was amazing to see, especially being from here where, I mean, let's take it back before the Knights. I mean, it was only a few years, and it's hard to think about before that and what life was like before that. But, I mean, there was none of that. I mean, if you saw somebody wearing a UNLV shirt, you were probably on campus. Like, the people just didn't do that. But in Tennessee, I mean, people going to work in Fortune 500 co- companies and, and working, you know, C- CEOs, they have a button down with a power T on it. Yep. And the whole place closed down on Sunday. Gas stations shut their doors so you can huh. tailgate next to the stadium. That's crazy. It was amazing.
1: Okay, give me the best your best Tennessee football story. <sighs> right, there's got to be something that stands out.
0: Tennessee football story. I mean, probably Tebow.
1: Well, let's hear it. What that we was... Got it?
0: <laughs> Was <laughs> the best day of my life. Um, okay. Because
1: you have a crush on Tebow. I mean, or who doesn't your, like, have a crush struck? on? I don't.
0: Who doesn't? Oh. Well, hmm. Moving on. Um. So Friday, I.
1: Uh, oh my god! This is gonna be like thirty minutes because you remember every detail, huh? <laughs> and then he winked <laughs> Run at me. It back.
0: No. Okay. So it was actually really cool. So Friday, they uh, sent me out. It was Night Reporter. They sent me out, and they it was a uh, oh, Georgia or Alabama, one of them and um they said go to the vol navy so tennessee has something called the vol navy which is the coolest thing i've ever seen in my life so basically instead of tailgating it's yachts just on the river and must be nice it's so it's it's pretty awesome and and they you know wrap their their yachts in like tennessee stuff so they're like go out there get some interviews do something fun so i went out there interviewed a bunch of people you know how, how they're really nice and i went out there some of them barbecued stuff and i hung out with them and just made a lot of friends and then did that story it was a great story the next morning I was working um, and they're like, go back to the ball navy, just grab a few bites, sound bites, and then do something else and, and go to the game and, and do like the, the coverage. So I went there and the the, the yacht that I was on um, talking to people when I was walking down I and, and we, I don't have a photo, so I'm by myself, have my camera on my shoulder, mics in my pocket and stuff. And so they see me from their yacht and they're like, China, you know, in there, their beautiful accents they have. <laughs>
1: Can we say that one more time?
0: China. <laughs> So um, they they come down and they're like, hey, we have Timbo up there. You want to go up there? Oh and I was gosh. like, wait, wait, who do you have? And he was like, Tim Debo. So um, I was like, <laughs> sure. Yep. So they had their game day, college game day, on top of one of the yachts. And mm. nobody knew. So usually they're pretty good about that. And they don't send press releases out so like news stations don't storm. So mm. nobody knew except for the people that were on that yacht. And so I go up there and it's like college game day and all their stuff set up. And then it's me watching all of this. And so I'm like, all right. So I take some shots of all the stuff and then I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to try to get an interview. So I set my camera up, flip the viewfinder back um, to where I could see myself if I was in the camera. And I walked into him. And I was like, hey, I don't know necessarily the scenario with this. Like, are you allowed to do an interview with me on a local news station? And he was like, yeah, for sure. And his and I was like, wait, you are? Yeah. And then his agent was like, yo, we got to go. And he was like, no, like, hey, I, I, can, I can spend a few minutes giving yeah. an interview to the news station. Yeah. And, and that was so nice because people aren't always nice in the media. So I did that and I had a little interview with him. And then he walked away and I was disappointed that we didn't get married. But, I mean, things happen, you know? And, yeah. Uh-
1: <laughs> I mean i think no nah, he's in a pretty serious relationship now isn't Is he Is he married i don't he's either I'm, I'm, engaged. Or you married. would know more than i would i'm not following up right. on the tim tebow You're right. in, no, he's. A, i think he's
0: engaged to maybe miss universe or maybe that's old news i don't
1: know <clears throat> no i think that was an old one i mean he maybe he moved to another one he's tim tebow everybody drools over him apparently oh yeah can't I mean. hit obviously <laughs> can't play football like why does everyone love him it doesn't I, don't matter. Get, I don't get it sure it, it does matter. those are the things that are important um <laughs> so you leave tennessee i mean and obviously I, I like from what i remember um just on like instagram your setup there was sweet where you lived
0: oh yeah at my aunt's house yeah. she had a back house on the water and i never wanted to leave there i lived rent free it was it was i was literally living the dream that was that's living the dream for me
1: i mean it'd be tough to like just looking thinking back to those pictures after being there for two weeks like oh shit i'm staying here like i'm not yeah. going back to the desert
0: yeah, it, it was tough. And I'm actually going back in two weeks to Tennessee and I'm going to stay in that guest house and just reminisce I'm, the good old days. You're going to get
1: <laughs> sucked back in. And you're not going to leave. Everyone in Oregon's going to be pissed. Um, did you go from straight from there to Oregon or was there a stop in between?
0: No, straight from there to Oregon.
1: Okay. So when you got there, was it you, I, I guess I will just let you explain like, why did you go there?
0: Mm, why did I go to Oregon? Yeah.
1: Why'd you leave for Oregon?
0: Oh, I wanted to be a news anchor.
1: Okay. So it was so, four and eight to be the anchor there. Yes. Okay.
0: So Knoxville's is market uh, 62. And basically for what I do, I could have either gone to like a top 10 market, like Dallas or LA or New York or something and mm-hmm. been like a reporter in the field, or I could have gone down markets to be an anchor. And I got really lucky because usually when you start anchoring, uh, you'll do the morning show, which sucks because you have to be there at two 30 in the morning yeah. and you get off at like noon. So, well, thank you. um, I, I just kind of looked out for places, sent my reel to a bunch, and then they, I got the call back there and they flew me out and I interviewed and I did a, um, a air check where basically like I run through the A block and they hired me and I was, and I, and I moved. <laughs> Rolled right over there. Rolled that, right I over. mean, that's
1: even like, I mean, it's Oregon's probably closer to Tennessee than like <laughs> Vegas is, but I mean that, that's still even um a totally different environment than being the
0: Pacific Northwest is completely different than the South.
1: That's there's no place like the Pacific Northwest. It's just such as soon as you get off well ma- mainly because it's cloudy all the time, but like as soon as you get off the plane anywhere, it's up there, it's it's the only t- I mean obviously the only times I've gone for baseball, but it's just a different feeling and it's not like I mean I can't speak to the people being nicer there um like the South, but it just for some reason feels like way more chill.
0: Everything is different than Vegas is what I've learned. Yeah but yeah it's Oregon's very different I mean I went from which I really liked I remember I moved all my stuff to to Tennessee and I never wore heels and it was the best thing in my life like Saturday if you're getting dressed up you're wearing cowboy boots jeans Mm -hmm. and a t-shirt and it was great in Oregon you still don't wear heels it's like Birkenstocks and shorts and Uh, how many Birks do you have Pentagonian I don't have any Ah, good for you yeah I I, I haven't joined the train it's just not my style
1: um yeah it's just I mean everybody's up there and you can need some vans some all birds something mm-hmm. like that and s- splash around um okay so here's like the conversation that we had a couple weeks ago um just a quick refresh i asked you if you ever thought about basically creating your own show and mm-hmm. and it was hard it was only over text message but my thought was um basically like something like this but a little more formal you had your own studio you had um, the setup exactly what you wanted but instead of having um producers and and I don't know what who's behind the camera for you telling you what to do but there's a there's a prompter director. right yeah okay yeah. you have a director so but you're not saying exactly what you want to say like i mean i don't i'm not sure how much freedom you have. I guess that's my question is how None. much you have no freedom as the anchor.
0: I mean, I, I can add lib a little bit. And for the eleven, I produced my own show mm-hmm. on the eleven. It's kind of a small market thing. And, um, I just, I have to write the facts. I mean, hashtag yeah. real news. <laughs> um, I, I can't make up anything. I can't, um, you know, I, I try to make the, the, the script as much as I would say it as possible, but no, it's very like structured on how I can say it.
1: So are they coming to you? Like what time's your first show? Four. Four. Okay. So they're coming to you at two o'clock saying this, these are our stories tonight. And then you go from there and you kind of write it and say, Hey, this is what I got. Or is it like they hand it to you and you're like, okay.
0: So for the four. Yeah. So the four is the hour long. And so I get in and everything's done. So basically I get in and I just kind of read my scripts. So I'll edit a little bit if I, you know, I wouldn't say this word or I wouldn't say yeah. this like this and kind of change that for the most part it's done. Um, so I anchor that. And then after that I start producing the eleven. And then that's more of in my words how I would say.
1: Okay, so when you say produce, walk me through producing <sighs> any evening news with China Greens. Not my K-Zi favorite thing. Nine.
0: It's not my favorite thing. In the What's whole
1: your time. intro or your your sign out? Do you have like a catchphrase?
0: I, do, I <laughs> You need a catchphrase. Stay, stay classy, Oregon. No. Um. No, I usually just say what well, you because usually it's breaking news, so I have to be super serious and get in my news voice and say we have you know we start with breaking yeah. news tonight of whatever. Good evening. Thank you for joining us. I'm China Green. That's pretty that's much good. she's got it,
1: Mike. That's pretty much Nails. it.
0: And then at the end it's thank you for joining us for KZI9 News. We'll see you tomorrow. Or
1: whatever. <sighs> we gotta work on that. I know you know what? Can we brainstorm we do. on that? We you have brainstorm. like you have a flight back, you have a flight to Tennessee. We need to catchphrase it.
0: Stay classy Oregon.
1: No, stop stealing. You gotta be original. It has to be something good. Stay weird. Nah, actually, I'm just, I think a- somebody else already has that.
0: Actually, I think it's Oregon that has that. It's it's uh on like mugs and stuff. On the flag, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: We gotta get back up there. I actually, have a buddy that's um that just moved up there. I'm not exactly sure. Sorry, Connor, I don't know where he lives, but I'm pretty sure he's near you. um check that out. So you you went from being a Vols fan. um
0: Still a Vols fan. It's,
1: okay, but there's there's kind of an evolution here, and I'm I'm in a in a weird spot here. Are you? Do you have any, like, loyalty to UNLV?
0: Yeah, I do. How much? A lot. Uh, No, no. UNLV sports? Basketball, for sure, always. Football, I've always been like, like like, to this day, I always check the scores and see what they're doing, and I'm very proud of them. And even though we're not winning, it's just, but that's, like, my alma mater, and I'm just proud, like, you proud here's is a very
1: interesting word to choose here's the thing
0: i know it's hard because that football team does not have all the chips that they need it's really hard to recruit the best of players when your stadium is 77 minutes away so once we roll into raiders stadium looking hot and then we have the new uh was it the frittita building? you're tripping i think we're gonna be i think you're
1: tripping. you've been away too in the next, long. in the
0: next five years i think we'll be i think we'll be good what but, does
1: good mean what does that mean
0: I think we'll be winning. I think now that hear me out. Now that five
1: years. Five years. What is your what is your definition of winning? No, we Here's don't have time for a five year plan. It was a five year plan five years ago. And we have one win right now, and there's not. A, I'm sorry. I, I feel bad because I worked there, obviously, but I was a baseball coach, so I don't really give a shit. Like, <laughs> uh, like they don't win, and it's. I, I know that the Raider Stadium is like it's gonna help, and that facility is gonna help, but um, when. I, w- I wasn't recruited. When Joey was getting recruited to play at UNLV, they were showing him plans of the clubhouse that we didn't have, mm-hmm. and showing the other guys plans, and that's why they were coming there. Mm-hmm. It's like, the future stuff. If they weren't, do- I- I'm sure they were. Like, showing recruits, like, hey, this is what we're gonna have, and they're still not getting them. Like, we- you don't have time once, they're g- they have this crazy-ass new building, which is incredible, but, like, it's still at UNLV and like the the players aren't there don't you think they'd be there like a freshman five-star guy would come in and be like oh shit next year when i'm a sophomore when i'm better i could be there
0: well i think i mean because next year is the it's the first year that they're gonna start playing at the stadium right yeah i think that's i think that's gonna
1: but they're also probably gonna have a new coach so uh,
0: i mean that's the,
1: the so it's turnover there it might hopefully not let's go to Two to three years. Let's switch your plan Two up. to three years. Okay.
0: Catchphrase, two to three year plan for UNLV <laughs> okay. sports. So this is my mentality. So Vegas finally has a taste of what community feels like with the Golden Knights. That was never a thing, period. I mean, I went to the store uh, with my mom when i first moved or when i first got here yesterday and i had a, a night's hat on and i couldn't get to the first aisle without seeing seven people wearing oh, it's stuff. ridiculous and it's incredible yep. and i've never experienced that in vegas so my thought is is the only people that pretty much go to the unlv games are like the parents of the players or the cheerleaders or the you know the rebel girls and students that's pretty much it nobody else is driving over there because they're probably not going to win so i think that's i
1: think the only thing is winning if you win, people show up to those football games, basketball games. That's it.
0: And I think now that they have that, um, they have the the Fertitta Center or whatever it's, yeah. it's phrased as, the Fertitta Center. We actually have the stadium now. Those two things this coming year or next year, I guess. Yeah. Are we going to win a lot? Probably not. But I'm sure a little, a lot of kids that could pick Boise State over or uh, who's in the Mountain West. I don't even know who's in the Mountain West now. Boise they State,
1: Air Force, San Diego State, New Mexico, San Jose State, Fresno. Colorado State, Wyoming.
0: So I think the kids who could pick like Fresno State and Air Force, I feel like knowing the fact that they're going to be able to play at these facilities and, and have these facilities at hand and play at Raider Stadium, that's going to be a huge marketing and recruiting tool for the next few yeah. years.
1: I mean, it's always going to be that. And and I tr- trust me, I hope you're right. Like I want nothing more to be proved wrong and I want them to do – I want to have a legit college football program right down the street that we can go watch practice and, and be close to. I mean, the Raider Stadium is like 10 minutes from here, so it's it's going to be obviously easy to get there, and, like, we have access, like, we get tickets, get down on the field, whatever it is, um, just because we work there. But, like, at what point, like, if, if three years from now, if they're not winning, like, what's your answer going to be?
0: They need to get rid of the coach and figure out their plans. The, I, think, yeah. I think they will. I think they will recruit better kids because if a kid – has a decision to go either Boise State or Fresno or Air Force with the facilities like meh.
1: Okay, so here's okay. I'm gonna put you in. in let's switch this up. Okay, previous to um, this the Raider Stadium, the Fertitta Complex, you have in in the conference. You have San Diego State, which I would put up with San Diego with Las Vegas. Other than that, you have Fresno. You have the air force which i mean that that that's a different crop of kids like you're if yeah. you're gonna go in the air force like you're gonna go like that's awesome um but the rec- you're recruiting a different breed of kid over there like vegas is the cool vegas and san diego are the coolest spots like way better than fresno you're like way better than san jose so it's now we're in the coolest spot which i think vegas is like the best spot ever but we have the coolest spot we have the best facilities in the conference if we're not the best in the conference and going to bowl games and Like top 25 in the country within three years. It's like it goes maybe beyond the coaching. I don't know, but
0: I think the recruit, I think kids will make the the better kids, the better players will make the decision to come here after next year.
1: Okay. So you hopefully, so you've been on the field down in Tennessee. Like, I mean, I've seen the difference in players at games. Like, how much bigger were they?
0: Oh, so much bigger. It's ridiculous. Yeah. uh, Yeah. They're big.
1: You see why we lose though.
0: I mean, but it's all that's also SEC. I mean, yeah. that's a whole different world. Yeah, but
1: I, see, I, I'm a firm believer that there's no reason that UNLV, like location, facilities-wise, shouldn't be as good as those programs. Mm. Here's my reason: there's a shit ton of money here. And if, if you can win, say that say the new basketball coach wins, and like, bear with me, I'm out there, I think of like crazy shit. If the new basketball coach wins, and he proves that he can come in in the first year, win the conference, get second in the conference, maybe get to the tournament, win a couple games. If he proves that like things are heading in the right direction, that the guys are doing well in school, they're staying out of trouble, um, kids are graduating, all that stuff, people will throw money at that program. Same thing with football. Like people are going to continue to throw money at it. And then this kind of leads into something else, like if Players are getting paid. Like imagine. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. See, this is like this, but this is the crazy thing about being in Vegas is like, say, I mean, I don't know how it would work for a cheerleader, but say, like you played golf. I see you you get out on the golf course. So you became, yeah. say, we went back to college and China Greens on the UNLV golf team. Like your senior year, um Hawkinson calls you and was like, "Hey, like congrats on your sixth place." sixth place sixth place finished in the tournament this weekend like we want to pay you twenty five thousand to come host the party on saturday night like that can happen Mm -hmm. so players are gonna be like oh hell yeah like are there clubs like by georgia and like by tennessee like alabama kids want to come out here and get paid and like party and shit like
0: see i i i'm not for that i don't know for me i just feel like college kids like you need to just Call it if you're going pro in whatever sport you're doing, I feel like you have to just you have to be on the grind. You have to you have to experience that broke life, that all I have is this sport. I can't eat anything else but top ramen. I feel like that really shapes you as a person. And so but if you I mean right, overcome some adversity, yeah. I mean, so if you go to college and you're already, you know, making six figures because you host parties and because yeah. you get a deal from Nike or whatever, then it's like you're already pro. So when you get like your your head's going to be off the charts. And I feel, I feel like we're just going to create more, you know, not nice people.
1: So that's kind of that's a very um, evolving subject with us. Like, I think on the first episode that we did, we brought it up because there was something in the news about California saying that they were going to pass that bill. And, and we've talked about it a couple episodes, but. My view has changed because I'm like, yeah, fuck it, pay him. Like, it would have been nice. Like, I, my junior year, I didn't have a scholarship and, like, trying to, like, collect money to pay rent. Like, find a way, like, give random lessons, like, work every possible camp that I could. Um, it would have been nice to know that I was going to get some some more money for that, but... My, my, or excuse me, my senior year, I had a full ride, I had full stipend, everything was paid for, my books were paid for, and it was like 1200 bucks a month, and I felt like I was rich. So, like my first reaction to this was, oh shit, yeah, like pay the kids, but then now the talk is like, like that, like clubs could pay them, or Nike could say, um, you can't go outside of your brand, or whatever your school is, is sponsored by, but Nike could say like, hey, we're gonna make you a shoe, and then like when you go to the pros, we're gonna need a shoe, so that's how it's going, which I, I'm not a fan of. Um, I've got to the point where I don't think you can give anybody a dollar until they figure out a way to give every kid in every sport, male and female, a full ride scholarship. I agree, Cause like the guy, the guy on the end of the bench, that's not like, or like just perfect example, me as a walk on my junior year, I had no money. Like I was playing, there was guys on the bench that had full rides. I'm like, what the fuck, something's wrong with this. And like we talked about like, the only way to take money away is just like, not going to practice like you missed practice like there's two percent off your scholarship Mm -hmm. whatever it is that check every month because now you can't um i mean and i don't think we you might know better you might know more about this cheerleading and and rebel girls like how what the rules were but now you can't run um players for if they fuck up like if they don't if they're late to practice or if they miss weights like you can't you can't can't run them as punishment stairs was right Weed. you girls were like 90 miles before practice running stairs when you guys didn't do like when you did stuff degrees. wrong yeah like i mean even us like we it when you got character. in trouble you ran yeah it builds character it's shared trauma like I when everyone's out there throwing up and like can't breathe it's, yeah but now you can't do that so like, they're trying to figure out ways to pay kids. Like, can I don't we f- think
0: that's the answer. Can we
1: figure out how, to, how we can punish them first? Because then otherwise, like, even without the payment, like, if, these, if you can't punish these kids, if, if a kid misses weights five times and I can't, be, like, I can't take him to the football field and the track and bury him or the stairs in front of the Mac and make him run it 100 times till he passes out, like, how is he going to learn? Like, I can't take his scholarship away. What, yeah. Like, what is the, what's the punishment? It's like, do I I can cut him or I can leave him there. If I cut him, I lose that scholarship. And if I leave him here, he's a shithead and a cancer.
0: I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. When did that become a thing?
1: Yeah, sometime last year. That was part of, like, a reason. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it was, like, a main reason. Like, I got out of coaching. Um, I loved coaching. I loved working with the guys one-on-one. But I'm very old school where it's like, if I think you're being lazy or like just doing something stupid. Like that's not helping you, not helping the team. And and Mike can attest to this, he was there for many of my blowups, but like I wasn't gonna get on you unless you deserved it. And I thought it was gonna make you better. But when I got on you, I, like you were hearing it and like keep a counter of how many times I said fuck, but it was like, you were gonna get the message. but. To like hey you can't really you gotta watch what you say like i got people telling me like hey like someone could have a phone recording you i'm like are you shitting me like how are they gonna get the message they go like they do stupid shit in the game like hey it's okay that you fucked up no that's like that's what little league's for mm-hmm. and i can't even imagine like uh what it was like for all of you on the chair and rebel girls because that seemed like it was way more serious than any other sport on campus
0: <laughs> yeah it, it was it was uh it was tough. And, I mean, we were always battling because, you know, everybody wanted to cheer for basketball. I mean, we had to try out every game. You weren't – just because you're on the team does not mean you're cheering for the game. We had to try out every game. And then, I mean, especially for basketball, only I think it was only six girls got to cheer or Damn. eight girls got to cheer. Because yeah, you had to 24. do the
1: split with the Rebel girls, huh?
0: Yeah, and you know we can only fit on one side of the court, and I mean it was it was tough. I mean the Rebel Girls had it way more hard than we did. I mean they were in they were intense, but I mean they're also national champions. But I, I feel sure. like they're doing good now. But I mean yeah. back in our day, I, I mean I loved my coach, but she was hard. I mean, and she. You know, but you respected her, and you you did what she said, and there was no talking back, and that's it was disrespectful, and we were raised that, and we respected her, and we did what we had to do, and and so so everything that you're talking about. Imagine these little kids. You
1: need to speak kids. to teams. <laughs> Go out and let them know like this is how you need to act, you little shitheads. Like just <laughs> Well, imagine these kids they might now, to you.
0: And, and and now they're getting paid, and so they're yeah. definitely not not going to listen to yeah. you.
1: Well, that's. That's where it's it's just gonna be so weird. Where it's like you have to give that coach the power to say like, hey, no, you're he like, sorry, like, here goes your shoe deal. He like, you're being a dickhead, or like, you're not playing something like that. But um, sports is tough. It's tough, and, and it's just kind of weird. Like, I hope. Um, I mean, I'm a I have a nephew now, so it'll be interesting to see how he grows up. And I'm far from having kids. I don't know where you're at, but like, yeah, I don't. No, we're close. Most yeah, most kids like we we work camps all the time, and it's like. Anywhere from like 20 to 75 kids from ages 5 to 13. And most of them are like, I wanna like scream at them. Like, what? Mm-hmm. And I wanna tell their parents, like, what are you doing with this kid at home? Like, his, first of all, he's a dickhead. Like, he doesn't listen to anybody. Like, he doesn't work hard. Like, you're at, you ask him to do something, he doesn't do it. You say his name, he doesn't respond. I'm like, I know that you're just kicking this kid off to us for baseball camp, but like, you clearly, like, this kid doesn't have it figured out. Yeah. And if you want him to be a baseball player, like, you got some shit you gotta figure out. I don't, so I just wonder what people are doing at home. I don't know.
0: It's a, it's, a, it's a different breed. Maybe
1: we just don't have kids, and I don't ever have to worry about it.
0: I'm on that route right yeah. now.
1: <laughs> You're loving that aunt life, huh? What,
0: the no-kid life? No,
1: you have a niece and nephew, huh?
0: Oh, they're amazing. Yeah, yeah I know I do. I, I love I kinda them. I kind of thought
1: you would just naturally bring them up, just because that's all you post about when you get back <laughs> is the pictures of them. But They're my worst. That cute. was
0: the, honestly, moving to Tennessee, That was that was the, the toughest thing to to leave and every time i come back i'm like do you remember who i am They're like auntie yeah. chai i'm like oh. okay love you
1: and then like little kids they grow like it's so much bigger like i yeah. saw my nephew like right after he was born and then like two months later it was like hardly even recognizable it's a like, way bigger i'm just not, not way bigger but
0: it's unconditional it just, love it's
1: just weird yeah and i don't like kids and no? like, except for that one like he's cool I'll, I'll kill for that kid and like any other nephew or niece that i have but how old are you i'm going your age 28 oh, okay
0: yeah well, I'm not having kids until,
1: like, 44. See, I like, I always thought, like, 30 was going to, for some dumbass reason. Like, I don't know when I decided, like, 30 was... And like, now we're
0: almost there, and you're, like, like no I got to have my shot. shit together
1: or not Like, I just, t- I turned 28 over the summer, and I'm, like, <laughs> yeah, that was stupid. Like, no chance. Like, maybe 35. When's like, your I'll birthday? start thinking about it. July. And
0: it's August. July
1: 16th. August what? 11th. Ah, that's not a good day. That's <laughs> fine. <No laughs> Now, summer birthday is always shitty. No cupcakes at school. I no know. whatever. yes. That's the worst. Yes. Always a pool party, like fucking egg. Can we <laughs> think of something more creative than a pool party? But,
0: yeah, I, um, for my last birthday. I was just like, kidding,
1: mom. I loved every birthday. It's <laughs> so much fun. Out. I loved all my presents.
0: Yeah, I love that. No, yeah. I, when I turned 20, I was like, wow. Like I thought I would be married with four kids by now, and here I am with yeah. a dog, and I'm so happy about that.
1: That's, like, once you get a dog and you're, you're cool with it, right? Yeah, like, I'm like, this, you know, like, is, this is the
0: most responsibility yeah, I can handle right now. It's
1: perfect. I actually, uh, Ari was, she's two now, like, a couple years ago, the day after my birthday, I was just like, I didn't buy anything for myself for my birthday. Like, let me see, how, like, if there's any cute dogs on Craigslist. And I got on there as a picture of her, and, like, an hour later, she was mine. Oh. And ever since then, like... It sounds stupid, but, like, I'm cool with coming home and, like, kicking it with the guys and, like, hanging out with the dog. That's like, it's fun thing. as shit. And then, like, you hear... I mean, it's nice with Joey and Coop... Or Coop's upstairs hiding, but Joey's not home. But with four guys here and she's a girl, like, you could tell she gets pissed off with us. But then, like, you hear upstairs and you just hear, like, like banging or something going on. And it's, like, one of us is up on the ground upstairs, like, playing with her and her tail's wagging back, wagging back and forth. And, she's I mean, cutie. I think she hates us, but...
0: No, she don't. She loves it. I think
1: she. <laughs> she's a. She, Mike calls her a stone cold bitch because that's. Oh. that's kind of like she is. She is. I mean, she like like we she said. She knows what she wants. Right when she got like she's not. She's actually warming up to people a lot. Like she'll actually like. It. It looks hesitant, but if you walk up to her and like she'll stay. If you add, tell her to stay, she'll sit there and her ears will go back and she'll just look at you. But now she'll like. She never used to go up to Mike on the couch and she'll just sit there like, hey, pet me. And she, I mean, she's she's warming up. So hopefully, as she gets older, but it's just like they're. They're so smart. And yours isn't very old, right? She's she's Nine young. She, what is she?
0: She's a chihuahua and dachshund.
1: Oh, my gosh. So she's tiny.
0: She's tiny. But she's more dachshund because she's not like super yappy. And she's just like a little oh, cuddler. that's good. And I love her.
1: Oh, that's good. She probably just darts around your house, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Do you leave her out when you go to work? or? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's, that's so I, I much easier I to do I don't want to create...
0: That. I mean, I created her at the beginning because yeah. I had to because I would come home and I couldn't find her because she was the size of a softball. <laughs> She's tiny, yeah. Um, that's funny. But no, no, I let her go because sometimes I won't be able to come home and I'll be gone for 10 hours. Yeah. And, and she'll probably go on my floor and it's fine, but I don't want her cooped up in a little yeah. thing. They
1: like that though. They're not like...
0: I have it for her, so yeah. she can roll in there when oh, she cool, wants, yeah. but... She usually doesn't. She just likes to sleep on the couch. Yeah.
1: So we, like, we did the same thing. Like, And it was nice. My job, it was, like, obviously UNLV is super close. And then when I first got her, the, clo- the house we had was even closer. So I could come back and let her out during the day. And my parents built this. And at first she, like...
0: Oh, they built that? Yeah, it's That's pretty impressive. yeah, it's
1: cool. It's my dad builds all kinds of shit. It's it's ridiculous. We actually built this and then like uh, he he builds like fire pits out of wine barrels and, and all kinds of stuff. But at first she was freaked out by that and now it's like anytime anything's going on, like even if we're watching TV too loud or that she goes in there, she's like, That's Your her safe place. space to get away. So it's cool and now but it's we have a dog door so she can roam around and do whatever she wants, but it's kinda their they're funny they're it's it's weird we ne i never had a dog growing up did you
0: uh i did i had a donation named nike oh, so it's nike there you go yeah.
1: that's creative r.i.p yeah that's what's kind of, I mean, that's, I'm not, like, I know it's weird. She's only two, but, like, I'm thinking to oh, the day yeah. where, like, I got to get my next dog. I'm like, shit. I don't not like, get sad looking at her. <laughs> like, like, let's have fun now, but.
0: Mine's going to live forever. She's going to live till she's that's, probably
1: That's I yeah. hope, like, by the time she, by the time they're 10, like, they're going to, they have shit figured out. Yeah. Like, they got stem cells. They're working on that. We get the dogs to live forever. We just clone we're them. Good. We're, we're good. Yeah. yeah, we're fine. Okay, so last thing, um, before we get out of here, Vegas, golden knights come to town and totally change everything Mm -hmm. okay the raiders are coming to town that's going to change everything even more because rumor is that major league baseball is going to follow the a's are going to come here which uh would be the greatest thing ever but that changes this from not a medium-sized market anymore
0: Mm, oh for like if i would come back yeah Uh, or does or maybe i don't know you know know, you know news better than i do is that gonna change if vegas grew where there would be more people here than than probably yeah have you
1: drove around lately yeah it's did you look when you flew in
0: still like market 40 50 something yeah
1: but think about this time next year when oakland's like four and one and the nights are starting and everything's huge
0: they won't move to to a top 20 they won't
1: and yeah, what about you go top 30 and then we bring in China Green from KEZI9 in Eugene, Oregon. We get this shit top 10.
0: Oh, maybe. Come on. Maybe.
1: All right. Sign us out. Sign us out? Yeah. Come on. Give me. Think. Let's think of a catchphrase. <laughs> come on.
0: Uh, I don't have anything.
1: You got it. All right. Think of some. Okay. we'll go back and forth. Thank you for, for joining us on KEZI9 News. This I'm China K-Z. Green. <laughs> See you tomorrow. I can't wait. You got to do something like that.
0: I'm just going to I'm just going to no, let you have it. No. We're going that. back and forth. I'm just gonna While let you you're have thinking
1: that. of one, I'm going to think of another one. You can't just the people want it. I'm telling you that they're it? not they don't want it just to end like, "Oh, hey, thanks for watching the news tonight, I'm China Green." Like
0: No, they want to see me mess up and cuss. Or like have That's a, what
1: this is for <laughs> and that's when yeah, and you just you're keeping it together, which I respect, but you have to you, you got to let it flow. You can say shit. Mhm. Yeah. <laughs> Mm -mm. let's be real like a hundred people are gonna watch this and then your friends back there (laughs) we'll figure this out
0: no i can't okay
1: um but when you have your own news thing when you move back here make your own i have 10 months you can swear 10 10 months what
0: and left until i move where i don't
1: know oh so you figure it out then is that when your contract's up
0: yeah my contract's up in uh like october we can't
1: negotiate you a A nice sweet contract up there
0: I, in eugene oregon yeah. no, I'm, I, no i don't know i want to be like la new york dallas chicago no, don't go
1: to la it's the worst but they also pay a lot of chicago's money. better go to chicago they also pay a lot of
0: money it's create the what's, money what's
1: it's your money. number one choice
0: hmm, i don't know it, it it depends on on the job and the money i mean i could get no, a I job don't, offer
1: don't, let's leave the money out of this <gasps> it's obviously it's going to be different yeah, okay jeez. wow <laughs> uh i'm tired of being let's take broke. The, okay at some point you're not gonna be broke you obviously have your shit together you have a good job you're gonna jump to another one so let's not worry about money let's worry about let's say every job has the same salary you go to chicago you go to la you i go like to New nashville, if I, could if, could anywhere,
0: nashville if, huh? if I could live anywhere nashville you want to get those boots
1: back on Ugh, so bad
0: so bad no i love ah. the south and Knoxville's great but it's not big enough so nashville like prime or dallas but it's way more hot there
1: yeah, technically in Texas, no dice. I, I think you, you pass on that. You want to go somewhere like where you want to stay forever, right? Or do you want to go somewhere and maybe I don't bounce?
0: Know. I don't know. I mean, like I'm single. I don't have a house. I don't have kids. So I can kind of just
1: do whatever you want. Do
0: whatever I want and yeah. kind of explore. Your and dog is this big, so you can just take yeah. care of wherever too. Just put on That's
1: easy enough. All right. Yeah. Come on, catchphrase. Just one. Um...
0: It's been real. Smell you later.
1: She's the worst. Thanks, China, for coming <laughs> on. Where can they find you on social media?
0: Instagram is China C H Y N N A dot Green G R E E N E. Twitter, I think, it's just China Green, and then Facebook is China Green. And that's all
1: I have. You can catch her nightly at four o'clock and eleven mm-hmm. o'clock <laughs> on the news in Eugene, Oregon. But you can watch it online, right? Like, a lot of you wanna check if you really wanna know what's going if you on really up in Eugene know, and check it out? Crazy. She she's not lying. She actually does this. um Thank you for coming on. What high school did you go to? Durango. You can find her at the Durango <laughs> High School 10-Year Reunion. Go Blazers. Go Blazers. Uh, we'll be back on Monday with Brian. We uh, got to wrap this up, pack it up. We are going to wrestling tonight.
0: WWE SmackDown, first time ever. Very excited. Love All it. All right. Smiley yeah. later.